Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Caught at the 20, racing near sideline 10, turn of the 5, touchdown Raiders. The crowd applauds because Las Vegas just win, baby. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. 69187, keyword R&R. That's the don'tbebroke.com text sign. You can chime in at any point of the show, whether we have a guest on or you just want to talk about the topics that we have. And we threw a couple of them out there to you. Who do you think will be the Raiders' breakout player in 2023 and why? And then what has you fired up about this upcoming season? Or are you not there yet? What will it take to get you fired up about this upcoming year? And on top of that, it could be any part of the conversation that we have that you decide that you want to chime in about. You could do that as well. When we don't have a guest, so I encourage you to give us a call as well. 702-365-9200. Let your voice be heard. Got a lot of great feedback on our don'tbebroke.com text line. And we'll be getting Mike, uh, Mike, G, excuse me, Mike Giardi uh, on the phone lines in just a minute. But my man Bobby is efforting him right now. Uh, get him on to talk all things NFL. So as soon as he joins the show, uh, we'll go to him. But, yeah, we're getting a lot of really good feedback kevin from uh connecticut said come on man 93 to infinity of course that's the song that he's looking for so there you go 93 to infinity kevin from connecticut bobby go ahead and write that one down on your little playlist so <laughs> there you go he's got it written down and you could go ahead and chime in as well 69187 keyword r join us now on the phone line talking a little nfl action is mike giardi and mike thanks so much for your time this afternoon i appreciate you have you ever had a song stuck in your head and you had no idea why yes it happened you know what happens it happens to me Sometimes I'll wake up in the morning, and there'll be a song, and I'll be like, man, I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I heard that song. That's in my head. Yes, yes. That's what happened to me today. I heard. I, I don't know how I heard this song, but I came in here, and I started singing some DeRoe music, Ice Cream Paint Job, and it's been stuck in my head ever since, and I'm, dri- <laughs> I'm driving Bobby crazy as I keep singing it, but it is what it is. So I want to talk all things NFL with you, and so let's start off with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he, he made a trip to see the Tennessee Titans. He's going to see the Patriots, a team you know very well. Do you see, see that as a good fit with Billy O, especially him being the offensive coordinator there in New England? Well, look, if they can get past their personality issues, which led to most part of the reason why Hopkins got traded by Bill O'Brien when O'Brien was running the Texans, um, if you look back at Hopkins' production, he was never more productive than he was when Billy O was his head coach slash play caller. Now, obviously, he's a little younger then, too, so you have that. You've got to factor into it. But, I mean, look, he would fit because – one, Billy's pretty good about yeah, who, what are my strengths here? What, what are my weaknesses? i got to highlight those strengths. And obviously someone like Hopkins, who's such a great contested uh, ball catcher, but yet still creates some separation because of, you know, just the savvy. I mean, he, he knows when to push. He knows when to, when to pull. He's, he's got all the tricks in his bag. So he would immediately become the Patriots' best receiver, and I think it would make their offense a hell of a lot better than it is. You know, now, now the question is, and as I've been kind of reporting, it feels like, People around the league believe he's more about money than he is about championship. Mm. So uh, while he would elevate the Patriots, does he elevate them enough that they're in the mix for something like that? Or does he, you know, kind of reconsider and say, you know, maybe I'm getting a little older and I've made my money and I want to, I want to chase a ring. But right now it sure feels like with, with the Titans and the Patriots on the list, that championship is not the first thing on his mind right now. What is the feeling around the Patriots since they do have an offensive coordinator, a guy who actually knows how to call plays, has been there, done that, and they're not relying on their special teams coach or a, a former defensive coordinator in Matt Patricia yeah. like they did a year ago? Yeah, uh, definitely a change in energy, at least here in the spring, uh, which you know makes a lot of sense because I don't think anyone was satisfied with 
the offense, you know, from player production, uh, from a player perspective about how they looked at it, how they thought they were set up to fail and eventually did fail. Um, but, but then the flip side is, you know, can the quarterback be consistent again? And he was pretty good, Jack Jones, as a rookie. Um, but last year he didn't play very good football for them. And look, we, like I said, you, there's a lot of that is connected to the, the way things were set up with the play caller and who his quarterback's coach was and Joe Judge. But then, hey, the player has to produce no matter what the situation, and he didn't. So I think there are some questions about whether or not he can get back to form. But I think certainly having O'Brien in here um, should give him a leg up and kind of figure out, is this the guy that you're going to go forward with for the next few years, or is this someone that you need to move on and, and do that you know, next year? Talking all things NFL right now with Mike Giardi here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. How about Dalvin Cook? They officially now is not a member of the Minnesota Vikings. They did that earlier. He could sign with any team across the league. Uh, where do you think the best landing spot for Cook is? I love the idea of him in Miami, and I know that's, you know, everybody's been talking about it. That's, just, that's where he's from. He's from Florida. Um, but you add him to a team that struggled to really run the football last year and struggled with injuries at that position, uh, he gives them more depth. I still think he has some good football left in him. Um, you know, just they didn't want to pay that number. I think if that number could have been whittled down, he'd probably still be with the Vikings. But uh, instead, you know, he, he has an opportunity to shop his services. And I think if you look at that offense, I think it's incumbent upon Mike McDaniel to – they were 30th in the league in rushing last year. One of the reasons why he was hired was because he was a genius with the run game. So was that personnel? Did he not call enough runs? Um, maybe having someone like Dalvin Cook will convince him that maybe take a little bit off of Tua's shoulders here and maybe expose him to a few less hits by running the ball and running the ball more effectively with someone like Dalvin Cook. So what, in your opinion, you've been covering the NFL for a long time, what is kind of the state of the running back position? you got Cook, you got Elliott, Kareem Hunt, uh, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, they're holding franchise tags. What is the state right now of the running back position in the NFL? I don't, you know, we use the term devalue, and I guess, it, it is being devalued from the sense that nobody wants to pay or very few uh, teams want to pay a running back a premium price. It's still an important position. I think you've gotten to the point now where teams though look at the wear and tear on that spot and say, am I better off with three guys making $9 million between the three of them and $10 million between the three of them, or do I want the one guy making 10 to $12 million? And with the exception of, say, McCaffrey, and look, McCaffrey's worth every penny, but he's always hurt. I mean, last year was sort of the first time that he's made it through a season in some time without being injured. Barkley has had injury problems for two years before last year happened. You know, so I think that's the concern. Like you chew up a fair amount of money. Those guys get hit. They get hit a lot. That's just the, that's the nature of the beast at that position. And I think that's just sort of how people are looking at it. No, I'll say this, like the Austin Eckler, and I'm, I'm glad that, the Chargers and he kind of came to a, you know, reworked the deal a little bit, gave him a little bit more money. Like he, I think he's one of the best playmakers in the league. Mm -hmm. So I think you can have those guys. Uh, it's just how far out do you want to extend them? How much guaranteed money are you willing to give them? And that's, I think we're seeing more and more teams are less willing to do that or do, or do what Josh Jacobs and, and Pollard and give them the one year tag, right? Where, okay, fine. We're going to get another good year out of you. And then if you get beat up, Okay, see you later. We, you know, we're not on the hook for anything more than one year. 
Yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask you. How do you think that this plays out? I mean, you're around Josh McDaniels plenty when he was there in New England, and, uh, you know, he wants to use running back by committee, and he said that. But Josh Jacobs wouldn't come off the field, and he really, uh, you know, just made him his himself known that he was going to be uh, the, the engine that made the Raiders' offense go a season ago. So he really likes Josh Jacobs a lot, but it goes back to the economics as well. How do you think this thing plays out? Yeah, it's an interesting one, right? And I would look at it from from this perspective, from Josh McDaniels. If I can get uh, Josh Jacobs to take a look at, say, Derrick Henry's first real extension, or even the second one, like that that sort of two and twenty four, two and twenty five, two and twenty, something around there, where you're getting your money, we're going to pay you pretty well, but we're not going to chew up. We're not, we're not making this a five year deal. I'm not giving you a thirty million guaranteed. Like let's. Let's work it in smaller increments, and then look. If you if you do well for two years, you're going to get paid again. Maybe maybe not to that same extent, but like you'll do pretty well. So um, I think that's probably um, the way that Ziegler and, and McDaniel's would like to play that. But you know, for Josh Jacobs, you say, man, all the things that went wrong with our offense last year, I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't me, right? <laughs> Devontae and I did everything we possibly could. To, to elevate this team um, when when there were a lot of different things, you know, including with the quarterback, that just the offensive line, like go on and on, the defense not being very good. Like mm-hmm. I did my job, I did my job exceedingly well. As as you know, three or four guys in the league can probably say they did better, but. He, he was outstanding last year. Yeah, no, he really was. And again, Mike Giardi is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on Necessary Roughness. So speaking of the quarterback position, Coach McDaniels has his guy now in Jimmy G. He didn't practice at all. He's coming back from that foot injury. Everything's expected to be good for training camp. How much different do you think his offense looks with Jimmy G running the show? Um, I, I, look, I, I always have seen Jimmy as like a good distributor of the football, um, you know, wants to get rid of it quickly. He's he's still going to make mistakes. I think we've seen that now. Like uh, you, there there is enough evidence now that he will he will throw one or two up there a game up for grabs, uh, and that's you know whether Josh can handle that over the course of a full seventeen. The one thing I will tell you is that Josh really really liked Jimmy when Jimmy was in New England, and maybe he looks at Jimmy's time in San Francisco and says, you know, tweak a few things. And he can be the guy that we all thought was going to replace Brady long-term in New England. Obviously, Brady outlasted that plan for, for several years right, right. Before, before moving on to Tampa Bay. So that, that's the part, I think, where Josh probably looks at him and says, I can get 5 to 10% more out of him, you know, because I know him well. And I, I think that'll be, I mean, that'll be key. Because if he can get 5 to 10% more from what he was in San Francisco and they shore up that defense a little bit, then you're kind of talking about a team that's on the fringes of the of the playoffs. Right, and that's really going to be the key and obviously keeping uh, Jimmy G healthy. As far as Jimmy G's backup right now, Brian Hoyer, uh, what do you what do you feel as, as a guy who's covered him as well? Uh, he brings to the table, you know, really as a, as a player and kind of a, a coach player as well. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, just, you know, great resource to have in terms of he knows this offense in and out um, as well as a coach does, you know, so that that – that's great for everybody, not just for, for Jimmy in the quarterback room, um, but also for the entire team. Guys asking him questions, he's going to be able to answer those questions. As a player, look, he, he he actually pushes the ball fairly well down the field, even at this advanced stage of his of his uh, NFL career. But he's someone that, look, if, if you have to play him for more than a couple games, the flaws get exposed, right? right? Even more so than they would during that time. So I always say to people, you know, like – 
with the veteran backups, we, we know what they are. You know what Gardner Minshew is. You know what Jacoby Brissett is. Like, we know what all of these guys are, and they might give you a stretch, right, where for three or four games you're thinking, like, ooh, maybe they found something here. And then but eventually the water finds its level, and, and I think that's Brian Hoyer, but probably – Probably don't want to play him for four or five games. It's not, I don't think it would go that well. No, no, I don't either. And, and and that's the goal, right, is get Jimmy to play 17 games. And if not, then hopefully it's only a couple games that Brian Hoyer has to play. And I don't know, Mike, if you've seen uh, Aiden O'Connell at all. And if you have, just want to know if you think that he's a guy that Josh McDaniels would really kind of gravitate to. Well, so from the intelligence factor, from getting rid of the ball quickly, uh, from the accuracy, like those are all traits that I mean, every coach wants that. But like, I think they see something there. Now, how does he develop? You know, he's not, you're not going to get a ton of time, especially as Kent, you know, winds down and you get closer and closer to the regular season. You're going to be running scout team, not all the time, because Hoyer's going to be running scout team too. So, mm-hmm. like, there's, he's going to have to show, that he can take the next step by taking the mental reps and winning in the classroom and then being able to in his limited opportunities during the course of a, of a regular season, assuming that he remains the number three quarterback, right. that he shows them like, hey, he's growing, and there are signs here that, you know, either at, at worst he can be a number two, and then at best maybe we found something, you know, like, and that's, I think everybody's looking for, for that later, you know, mid to late round, player that develops and gets good coaching and if he can take the good coaching I mean and like I said he's surrounded by good coaches that who knows do you think Brian Hoyer could help him out as well just kind of learn the the nuances of the Josh McDaniels offense oh no no question I think if I'm if I'm O'Connell I am in Hoyer's back pocket as much as I possibly can be side by side like what do you see what Jimmy do here like I want to learn all the ins and outs of how his brain works because I think Brian's brain is up there, you know, in terms of how he how he how he would see the game. It's just obviously then does he have the rest of the tools to go execute the game? Right, exactly. Again, Mike Giardi is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Unnecessary rough. Just got one more question, and we threw it out there uh, to Raider Nation, just asking what time, what part of the year do they get excited for the next season? Right, and and uh, I mentioned that I was kind of pumped up because we were out there at OTAs, mandatory minicamp, just seeing some football activities. You've been covering the game for a long time. What part of the year do you get excited for? Saying, okay, here comes another season. I'm 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 big on the training camp. Uh, it's just nice. You know, the OTAs are, it's nice to see football, but it's not really football. And it's, people want to evaluate, but as the coaches will tell you all the time, it's not evaluations now. It's about teaching, you know, it's about learning. Um, so th- that part of it is always like, oh, okay, let's like, great. We get to go to an OTA. That's, and look, it breaks up the day. Don't get me wrong. I'm, right. not, I'm not complaining about it, but I'm just saying like, I know people make great conclusions based on what they see in OTAs. Mm-hmm. And I'll just tell you over 20 something years, uh, I can tell you, a million players that people started talking about after OTAs, like, oh, my goodness, they might have found something. And then I would say uh, 999,000 of those guys, they didn't, they didn't make it. They didn't even make a team, you know? So it's right. like, that's, the t- that's the time of year it is. So once you get training camp and there's some real competition, that's when I start to get, you know, fired up. And I love the joint practices. I mean, they've actually, 
I think, you know, they become better than the actual preseason games to some degree. Yeah, no, you're right about that. I know the coaches prefer that, too. Those scrimmages are fun. We got to see New England come into Vegas last year and actually uh, scrimmage with the Raiders, and that was really good. That was right before preseason game number four. Yeah, well, you Mike, worked, You worked them good. The Raiders worked them good. Yeah, 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 they did. And then they uh, and then they had a hell of a walk-off of victory, what, week 15 last year when uh, yeah, Jacoby Myers, yes, who's, yeah, who's now a member of the Raiders, threw the ball to Chandler Jones, who's still on the Raiders. So there you go. It was a connection. That was meant to be. You're going to love Jacoby. Yeah, he's a good dude. He seems like a good dude. What can you tell us about Jacoby? What does he bring to the table? Extremely intelligent. And then you look at like the measurables and you say, well, he's not going to, he can't separate. Dude gets open all the time. Dude finds separation all the time. Like that's, he's an interesting cat in that regard because um, I think the, you know, the brief quarterback background that he had at NC State. Like, I think that stuff kind of helps. I think he just kind of knows, feels, and sees the defense really well. Um, and, you know, without Waller being there, who works the middle of the field? He's someone who can work the middle of the field. He does it well. You know, it's funny. He said the other day, he told us that, uh, you know, uh, Josh McDaniels will give you the answer to the test. You just have to take it. And he said, trust me, I didn't take it my rookie year, but I figured it out after that. <laughs> <laughs> he's not He's not lying, but that's the way it is for most of those rookies in that system. You kind of – I think they, they look at the playbook and go, I'm supposed to uh, – seven options off of one pass play? I don't know that I can handle that. You know, I don't know my brain could pick that up in <laughs> 1.3 seconds. Right, exactly. Well, I, I think that he's going to be a good player. seems like he's a cool dude from what I've been able to see so far in very, very brief uh, moments, but we'll see him throughout the course of the year. Mike, fantastic stuff, man. I definitely appreciate you. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks so much for joining us. Anytime, my brother. Appreciate you. There he goes. Mike Giardi, great stuff, uh, giving us a little NFL t- conversation, uh, taking us around the league and giving us a little background as he spent a long, long time covering the Patriots, knows Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler really, really well, and gave a nice little uh, nugget there at the end about one Jacoby Myers. So we definitely appreciate him. 317 is the time. We'll come back, get to your calls, and get to your texts at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r What do you want to hear? Let us know what you want to hear. We got a playlist already. Bobby's like, hey, man, this playlist is already growing pretty large. I don't even know if we have time for all these songs, but we're going to try to get as many in as possible. Whatever song's on your mind, let me know about it. 69187, keyword r This is Rare Nation Radio 920. Holding it down, so uh, definitely hit us up and let us know what's on your mind. Sir Whiskey Ray hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line. said, happy Friday. Today's topic is on fire. My breakout person for our Raiders this upcoming season is Coach McDaniels. A year under his belt, and I can't emphasize how important Coach McDaniels must put a stamp on the NFL. Double-digit wins is a must in 2023, or the hot seat will be burning. It's safe to say Raider fans want a winning team now, and our patience has run its course. I'm confident that Coach McDaniels will have a breakout season. A song that always seems to be locked in my head and I can't get out. Blow the whistle by Too Short. There you go. That's the jam right there. He said, that's the jam. It'll always remind me of Raider home games at the Oakland Coliseum. It's always cute. Thanks for holding it down. Raiders, Sir Whiskey Ray. Yeah, blow the whistle. That's one we got to put out at the top of the list, man. Blow the whistle is, is town business right there. That is a, a, a favorite. And Too Short, for some reason, just never ages, right? <laughs> Go back to when Too Short was on the radio show with us and just talking about continuing to reinvent himself. But blow the whistle, that is an anthem for just about everybody. It don't matter what kind of genre of music you, you prefer. When you hear Blow the Whistle, if you're a Raider fan, you just think of, like, like Sir Whiskey Ray said, being at the Oakland Coliseum, getting ready for a game or right in the middle of the game and just everyone losing their mind. So uh, thank you so much for that. We do appreciate you. And I like the answer, Coach McDaniels. He'll be the breakout player. I like it. Coach McDaniels. And he's not a player, but he's got a lot of responsibility on his shelf 
and on his uh, on, on his plate coming up in 2023. And I don't know if it's going to be double digit wins. I keep putting that uh, that window anywhere from seven to ten, and think that that's a possibility. But you know, it's it's it's, it's tough. It's always tough. I mean, games come down to a play here, a play there, a series here, a series there, and you just don't know how it's going to shake out. So, Sir Whiskey Ray, thanks so much for that. I do appreciate you. Let's go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Let's go, uh, Lois. Is this Lois Cali Raider? Lois Cali Raider, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing, Q? Fantastic. I think, I, I think our breakthrough player is going to be that possum that the Oakland A's bring from Oakland. <laughs> Vegas. That nasty <laughs> possum in the press box. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be throwing bombs to your little homie that ran away. Oh, man, don't bring up little homie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? I gotta. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna say. You know. I'm gonna say Jimmy G's gotta be that breakout player this year. Okay. Because you know, I saw Tampa winning in Tampa. I saw L.A. winning in L.A. So I think it's about time that the Raiders win in Vegas. Okay. I and like it. You know. Yeah, so that's all I got to say. Go Raiders. There you go. Great call, man. Appreciate you. My man brought up the possum. That's funny. I like that. That one I didn't expect, but uh, good stuff. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the 916. Let's talk to our guy, Andrew, in Sacramento, California. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, man, I got an old fucking jam for you, man. <laughs> You'll be singing it. All right? All right. I you want a peanut butter sandwich, man. Okay. Play a peanut butter by Lenny White in the 29. Okay. All right. There you go. That'll work. Are, are, you know that one? I don't, I don't know that one, but Bobby will get it for you. All right, man. Hey, and Jimmy G's going to be the breakout one. Okay. All right. Sounds good. There I you go. i tell you who needs the breakout. Who? Is Graham. Is Graham. The okay. Because if you look at it, you got three guys that came out, and then the next year when Graham came in, they didn't do nothing. What do they all got in common is Graham. Okay. He's going to through. That's what I think. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for the call, my man, Andrew in the 916. And uh, got to keep it clean when you call. Got to keep it clean, my man. Uh, but Bobby got it. He was on top of it. So uh, thank you so much for that. Again, you can hit us up at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword r How about this one from Just Win Wendy? Hey, Bobby and Q, Friday dance music, Icona Pop, I Don't Care, I Love It, and an old, old, older favorite, uh, favorite, Stones, Gimme Shelter, Always Makes Me Dance, Just Win Wendy. So uh, Bobby's pulling out his uh, his pen and paper right now. He's writing it down. I'll tell you right now, we have more more requests. We're gonna have to do what we're gonna do, Bobby, is we're gonna have to get as many in as possible, and then we're just gonna have to hold on to the list. <laughs> There's no way we'll be able to play them all. We could just go all music for the last hour. Oh, uh, that some would probably prefer that we did that. I could do that. I can make it happen. <laughs> I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think the powers would be would be too happy uh, if we did that. But uh, but but you're the powers that be. So uh, uh, hey, look, everyone's got a boss, brother. <laughs> hey, if, 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 if Friday at four o'clock, it's whoever's left in the building. You're the boss. Yeah. Uh huh. Last time I used that and tried to say that, uh, I was I was sharpening up the resume come Monday. So uh, yeah, we're not going to use that uh, as that as an excuse today. We're not going to try to do that. How about this text from the seven oh seven? Uh, the more people keep trying to convince me that there's nothing to worry about with Michael Mayer, the more concerned I get. It always starts with missing a few practices. Then next thing you know, the guy is out the whole season with some mysterious injury to, uh, to some tiny bone or tendon. I hope that's not the case here, but uh, I have, I've seen him practicing regularly. Until I see him practicing regularly, I'll be concerned. Again, that's from the 707. And Yeah, I mean, Mayer was practicing early in OTAs, and then he wasn't. Right, He still hasn't signed his, uh, his, his contract yet, but I think he'll be okay. Uh, that's why I asked Deshaun Reed about Mayer if he had heard anything, and really it's been pretty quiet on, on Mayer. I do think that he's okay, but that's again, that's just my gut feeling. That's just me 
uh, assuming. And we all know what happens when you assume. So uh, thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Once once training camp comes and you see all those guys out there participating, when you see Jimmy G fully healthy, when you see Tyree Wilson fully healthy, when you see a Michael Mayer fully healthy, uh, hopefully you see Josh Jacobs out there at that point, right? When you see the full squad, that's when it's time to get excited. So maybe that's the answer to my own question about when you get excited. But I did throw those two questions out there. You can chime in as well, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword r Make sure when you call in, you keep it clean. We're a family show, as you very well know. What has you fired up about this upcoming season, or are you not there yet? What will it take to get you fired up about the upcoming year? And then also, who do you think will be the Raiders' breakout player and why? Let us know about it. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a little bit of fun with our rejoin music. You get to make the call. Whatever you want to hear, we're going to make that happen. 69187, keyword r Yeah, I just felt like right now I was in the parking lot of the Coliseum or even at Allegiant Stadium. Hell, we'd be in the parking lot walking by on the way into the stadium, and I'll hear blow the whistle, and I know that the tailgate party is going down. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Also got another text at 69187, keyword r Q, you know what gets me that wild, crazy mood? I'll tell you, anytime I hear the freaky voices from two live crew, that's on the real. Sincerely, Bobby and Kayla, <laughs> a.k.a. And Bobby's not here very often on the show, so he doesn't really get the gist of that one. That one, uh, Kayla is Damon's um, friend. Let's put it like that. In air quotes. In air quotes, exactly. A friend that he said is his best friend for I don't know how long, and he was a a captain of his basketball team, but yet when she was on the show here, uh, she had never seen him play basketball. So you you make the call on that. I'm going to pass on that one. What was the song again? <laughs> it's uh, He just said uh, the freaky voices of two live crew. Ah, yeah, two live crew. Yeah, there I think I, I, I remember them from 1990. I think there's a song I could dig up from them. There you go. I remember when they were banned in the USA. I that remember. was the one I was thinking of, actually. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're telling our age, Bobby. We are telling our age. So if you want to get a, a song in rotation, we'll try to get as many in as possible. We do appreciate you. 69187, keyword R&R, of course. What has you fired up about this upcoming season, or are you not even there yet? And if you're not, what is it going to take you to get fired up about the upcoming year? And then who do you think will be the Raiders' breakout player and why? Maybe that breakout player could be Brandon Faison. He played with the Raiders. He left in free agency, went to uh, went to the Indianapolis Colts, was under Gus Bradley, and he has returned. Well, he met with the media yesterday. Here's that conversation. Cornerback so far throughout OTAs. What's the competition been like so far? Man, competition has been great. Um, you know, we're really just trying to just work on just you know gelling together as a group, um, just getting better every day, pushing each other. You know, trying to figure out the ins and outs of everything, and um, I think it's been been pretty good so far. Even though a lot of your teammates in the secondary that were here in your first stint here kind of still here, like Nate and guys like that. How different is it going against a completely different receiving quarter every day of practice? It's different, but um, you know, it's good. It, it generates a good, well, I mean, healthy uh, competition, and you know, it's sometimes that that happens. A lot of times that happens. So um, it's just something you kind of have to adjust to. And um, you know, like I said, it's great work every single day. It's good to go against different receivers. Um, you know, I, I I enjoy going against like Tay and all those guys, and I'm sure we all do. Um, you know, they're doing a great job on the offensive side, and um, you know, we just look forward to competing with them every single day. Brendan, when you were here, you were a great teammate. You loved it here, so I, I don't think you really wanted to go. So, what was it like when they called and said, "Hey, you want to come back?" Man, um, it was surreal. It was uh, a different type of feeling. And uh, my agent called me, and and he said those exact words, and my face lit up. Um, you know, it was uh, I had a great a great time here when I was here in 21. 
And I'm um, just looking forward to making new memories with these guys this year in 23 and, you know, just keep it pushing. Clearly, there's no pads. You can – people judge way too much before that happens. But just work ethic, thoughts on Ja'Korian Bennett. Oh, man, he's doing a great job. Um, you know, he's come in and, and really and really just bought in, um, learning every single day. And, um, you know, he's asking us questions and, you know, he's doing a, a, a great job. Um, I'm sure he's – He's feeling uh, like he's doing pretty good himself, and you know we're just happy to have him here. And um, you know, any way we can help, you know, with his development or anything like that, you know, he's he knows he's always welcome to ask and ask any question he needs to. And you know, we're looking forward to having a good group this year for sure. Speaking of the rookie class, uh, there's a guy in the class that you know pretty well, named Amari Bernie. Uh, obviously, I talked to him the other day, and he said that he doesn't try to hassle you or burden you with too much stuff, but. You know, even despite of that, you know, what are some encouraging words or some advice that you've been able to give him through this process? Man, it's it was that was a different feeling when I um when he got drafted. I, my phone blew up like all my friends are calling me, um, and I was I was excited. I I got on Facetime with I called him as soon as I as soon as I heard the news and you know we we're all on the on the phone and on Facetime and everyone I got my family in the back background and everything like that. So. Um, he knows, well, I hope he knows, I'll, I'll let him know again that, you know, he can bother me with anything. Like, this process is different, um, especially when you're coming in as a rookie. Um, you know, it was when I came in, when I was with the Chargers, I didn't really know anybody going to the Chargers um, until I got there. So I think it's, it's a, you know, I think it's amazing for him to have somebody, especially like family, that's, that's here already. And, um, you know, I see him around and, you know, we talk every single day. I ask him how he's doing, you know, he can never bother me. You know, that's family first, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I just tell him just lock in, just just stay focused every single day. Um, you know, don't, don't, you know, get too down, too up uh, on yourself. Keep everything kind of even kill. Um, enjoy the time because this is a, a very special moment for, for everyone, him and his family and well, our family. And, um, you know, I'm proud of him, super proud of him. And i um, been watching this, his story uh, ever since he was at Florida, ever since he was a kid. He was you know, running the 200, winning the 200 in, you know, in the state of Florida every single year. So, uh, you know, he packed on a few pounds, you know, went to that linebacker spot. So, um, been watching him since he was in at Florida, and uh, I'm just super proud of him. You know, that's, I, I kind of got emotional when, um, when I heard his name uh, get called. And, uh, yeah, it's just a surreal moment and just, you know, blessed to have him here. And he knows he can ask me anything. He, can, he, don't, he won't ever bother me. Um, so it's all love on my end. Did you let him crash on your couch? No, nah, I didn't. You know that that question never came up. But he knows he knows if he ever needs anything, he can just you know he don't even have to ask. He just come out of crib. But uh, but I think he's enjoying his time with with his rookie class because that was a very special moment. You know, you you get in with that rookie class is that's different. You know, you, those are the guys you come in with. Those are guys you're around mostly all the time. And um, I just you know told him to enjoy it. Um, you don't get those opportunities like that all the time. So. This defense last year was totally anemic in creating big plays. And when you come in, and that's an emphasis, they drafted guys who make big plays. What are some ways that you can alter practice to be more creative in creating big plays for a defense? Man, I think we um, we do a great job of you know creating those, those drills to where we know we can make the big plays, um, whether it's stripping the ball or intercepting the ball. Um, I just think you got to just work it every single day and um, you know just got to have it in your mindset that that's what you want to do every single day going into a game that you want to take the ball away. And, um, you know, those things will start to come. We, we practice it every single day, and, you know, we'll continue to do those things and continue to harp on those those little things that, to put you in a position to make the big plays, and uh, they'll come.
I know uh, you're focused on your side of the ball, but any early impressions of Aiden O'Connell, the rookie quarterback? Oh, man, I think he's doing a great job. Um, you know, he he's going against a, a good defense, and we're going against a good offense. Um, you know, as as he's coming in, learning a new quarter. You know, he's a new quarterback, and you know, I know it's his first time being in the league. So, um, you know, he, regardless of of how good or how bad the day goes, um, you know, it's just something to look forward to the next day because he's still, you know, he's learning. So, um, I think he's doing a fantastic job, though. Um, I think we would all agree with that, and um, you know, just. Keep keep coming to work every single day. Keep packing that lunch pail, as we said at Virginia Tech. So, you know, it's a, a different staff than you were your last time. Anything stand out as far as differences between this staff and, and the last staff? Um, you know, I, I feel like there's differences, but at the end of the day, it's all you know. It's all about work, um, all about winning, and um, you know, all about creating this family, this family feeling here. And um, you know, we we do. A, I feel like we do a good job of, of creating that. Um, you know, ever since, you know, when I was here in 21, it was a family feel, and I feel like it's the same thing right now. Um, just new faces, especially for me. It's just new faces, and that's it. Um, same feeling. Like, I, I love it here. So, um, not too much of a difference. You know, obviously, like, it's different people, but, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's just all the same goal. Obviously, the entirety of your NFL career, you've kind of been in the same defense with the same defensive coordinator. Now, this is kind of a new scheme, you know, what are some of the pros that you've kind of learned, you know, with Patrick Graham and learning the defense and learning him as a coach? Man, it's been smooth. Um, you know, I, I think Pete, uh, Coach Graham has been doing a, a great job. Um, obviously, like like you said, I've been, you know, with the same, my same coaches um, my entirety of my career. So um, being in, in, you know, with new, new people and learning a new scheme, um, I feel like it's been a smooth transition. Um, end of the day, we just here to win. We just here to just play ball and, and focus in. Uh, that's just what it comes down to. But uh, it's been great. Brandon, you hear always how pass rush and pass coverage work hand in hand. Mm -hmm. but, you know, and with the Raiders drafting uh, Tyree in the first round, how does that affect? Literally, how does that affect you guys in, in coverage when when you got a pass rush that's affecting the quarterback like that? No, I think it it works both ways. It it, it allows us to. You know, to make make plays on the ball. You know, you got a great defensive line. You got a great linebacker core. Um, we're trying to be a great secondary for sure. Um, you know, I think it works. It definitely works both ways. And we're back there, and we try to, you know, hold off, you know, on these receivers so they get get time to get back to the quarterback. And with a guy like him, he's he's coming. He's a big guy, explosive, fast. Um, so I think he has all the qualities and all the tools that you know they were looking for. We were looking for. Um, as far as the pass rusher and everything that he he brings to the table, I think it's going to be great. Just kind of going off everything that you've said, um, what would you say was the biggest takeaway for you personally these last couple of days in this mini camp specifically? Just trying to get better every single day. That's really what it all comes down to, just trying to perfect the craft. Um, I know it's a new scheme, but even with that, um, like I said, the end goal is always the same. Just trying to take every single day and as a stepping stepping stone and you know, trying not to take a, a step back in those directions and, you know, just trying to just lock in and make sure I'm, I come to work focused every, every single day, uh, no matter what's going on around me or um, whatever the case may be. But uh, the last few days of mini camp has been, have been great, um, very talkative. We're communicating great, and I feel like we're gelling pretty well. So looking forward to, you know, the upcoming portion of the season. And, um, you know, we got camp, obviously. So that's just be another another step for us to just to gel even more and uh, become a uh, uh, become one. To be honest. Okay. Cool.
There's Brandon Faison right there from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Raiders HQ yesterday uh, had an opportunity to talk to the media. And, of course, the mandatory minicamp is wrapped up. They'll have one more OTA session, uh, three more practices. But we're only supposed to be out there one day. That's next Thursday on the 15th. And I'd be shocked if we're out there on that day. I really would. And most times teams just say, okay, we're going to cancel that last OTAs and we'll see you in training camp. That's what I'm expecting to happen. So hopefully they'll change the availability to maybe Wednesday or Tuesday and uh, just call it a day. We'll get to talk to them one more time. But Brandon Faison is a guy that – I'm very interested in. He's a six-year vet. He had some moments with the Raiders before uh, when he was with them uh, a couple seasons ago, and now he's back. He's a guy that provides some physicality. And, you know, the cornerback room, there's nobody, in my opinion, in the cornerback room that really stands out like that's the alpha dog. But you know that there's there's a bunch of dudes, right? I mean, there's a bunch of dudes, and, and someone has an opportunity, obviously in training camp, to really step up and be that guy. Amik Robertson, he's the last guy. He's the last of the Mohicans that have been around since 2020's draft class. The last one. He was the last guy selected in that 2020 draft class, and he's the last one left. So, Amik, he made some plays in 2022. So, what does he do as an encore performance this upcoming year? Duke Shelley brought him in five years from K-State, brought him in uh, as a free agent. David Long Jr., fifth year. He's been in the league five years now as well, brought him in as a free agent. Uh, Sam Webb, remember he was an undrafted free agent a year ago. Looked like he had, you know, he was he was, he was was building. He was showing a little something-something, so maybe he could provide – uh, you know, something in that cornerback room. Jacorian Bennett, obviously, he's the guy that they drafted uh, out of Maryland. He's the rookie. Face on, we just mentioned. Uh, also, Tyler Hall, that was number 37. That was the guy that everyone said, hey, who's 37 out there? Who's 37 out there? Tyler Hall, a guy that just seems like he's around the ball quite a bit when he gets an opportunity to be out there. He wasn't out there a whole lot last season. Uh, got there a little bit later in the process, but he's just a guy that seemed like he would show up on tape when you're watching. Uh, Nate Hobbs, obviously, he's in, going into third year. Bryce Cosby. Uh, he's a guy that's going to be, uh, you know, a factor in that room. Ike Brown's in that room. Azizi Hearn is an undrafted free agent. Jordan Perryman is a rookie as well, undrafted free agent. Uh, he's with the he's with the Raiders. So there's a lot of guys in that room. But like I said, there's nobody who just stands out as that super alpha dog guy that you believe is going to sit there and make a bunch of plays and really lead that 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 cornerback room. But I'm I'm. I don't want to say assuming because it's it's never safe to assume anything when it comes to how these players are going to develop. But I kind of I just get that feeling that somebody's going to emerge out of that room, and and we're not talking about them right now because we haven't seen a whole lot of them outside of the few OTAs that we've been at and a few of the mandatory mini camps we've been at. And of course, that's just you know you can only see what you can see. But I feel like coming out of training camp preseason, one of those guys, if not a couple of those guys, are really going to show show their worth and be able to, to be a guy. And maybe Brandon Faison is that guy. So we were talking about earlier about guys that could be breakout players and why I would love to see somebody just stand out from that 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 cornerback room, right? I mean, I feel like the safeties, you got an opportunity with Trayvon Merrick. Of course, Chris Smith is a rookie out of Georgia. You know, Marcus Epps, they brought in as a free agent. You know, I feel, feel pretty decent about the safeties that, that's, that a couple of those guys could make some plays. I want to know who's going to be the mainstay when it comes to the cornerbacks. Again, that's something that uh, I thought that maybe the Raiders would go in that direction early in the draft and go get a corner. They didn't. They waited till the fourth round. You know, they had an opportunity to go get Christian Gonzalez. They let him pass. So, okay, you ain't got Tyree Wilson. Uh, Dave Ziegler has talked about it many times that they're trying to build it from the front back. They're trying to make sure that they get that pressure on the quarterback that's going to help the the, the the cornerback room as well, help the guys in the secondary make plays if you can get more pressure on the quarterback. So, you know, you heard Paul Gutierrez talking to Brandon Faison about those two going hand-in-hand, hand, and they definitely go hand-in-hand. Hand. But how, how are they, they going to come together is really the big question. So 
Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, got a text on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r from Rob in Oakland. He said it's a long shot, but I think Luke Masterson has a chance to be a breakout player. I'm not making a prediction or a direct comparison, but his frame and the way he covers ground reminds me of a young Brian Erlacher. One could only hope. My rejoined wish, live in proof by Group Home. That's uh, that's Rob in Oakland, and Bobby pulls out the pen and paper. Bobby, I got I to gotta ask. Go ahead and write that down. I got to ask, though. How deep is your list right now? There's no way that we can get all these songs in. I love the fact that we're getting plenty of great feedback. How long is that list at this point? Uh, we would have to go on until about 9.30 tonight for me to get everything in. And I don't think that they're going to allow me to do that. I don't think that anyone wants me to do that, <laughs> including me. Nah, man. Come on. We both know. 4.55 is going to be two clouds of dust in the studio where we used to be. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> no, I like to I like to hang around a little bit. I'm never in a big hurry to get up out of here. But... No, not a big hurry. That big cloud of dust looks like you know the shape of you as it goes away. You know? <laughs> it does not... I'm never the first guy out the building. That's... No, 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 no. This is true. You aren't. This is true, but... Uh... <laughs> But I, I how to end that sentence. But so. it is Friday. But it is Friday, so there's a different ball. And it's game been there. a long ass week. It it really has. It's been a fun ass week, though. Let's put it like that. It's been a fun ass week. There's been a lot of great sports on. Of course, we saw the Golden Knights come up a little bit short last night. That was a little disappointing. They had an opportunity to to take a commanding 3-0 lead and came up a little bit short. They were what two minutes away from a 3-0 lead and couldn't hold on to it. I know you were running that game, so I'm sure that you uh you understood as soon as they as soon as Florida got that second goal, all I can imagine is Bobby saying. Damn it, another overtime is on my way. Oh, I knew it. We, we have been way overdue for a really bad over. We've had like three overtime games, and all three of them have been done within like two minutes of the overtime. We are due for a triple overtime. Right. Well, let's not, let's not have a triple overtime. Let's hopefully VGK handles their business, and they don't have to worry about it, uh, and, and they win this next game and then come back to Vegas and, uh, and, get, a, and get a victory and, uh, and, and win the Stanley Cup. That would be awesome. But, man, that was just mm. – just they had that opportunity. I was sitting at the house and I was watching that game last night and I was like, they're gonna do it. They're gonna they're gonna actually do it. They're gonna go up 3-0 in this nah, series. Nah. And then all of a sudden, as soon as as soon as they said that Florida had an empty net, I was like, oh damn. <laughs> yeah, dude, I know what that means. <laughs> dude, God's honest truth, by the first period, I, I knew they were gonna lose. Really? So they, they, they had what, a lot of chances to, to really pull away. There's two Golden Knights teams. There's one that plays full on with all their intensity to yeah. go back to the last game in Dallas. That's that team. Yeah. And then you have the other team that they get a little wishy-washy sometimes. They get a little laid back. They're a little tired, a little this, a little mm-hmm. this. That's what you ended up with last night. Yeah. No, it it, it, it showed. It, it showed yeah. at the end. You know, again, uh, as soon as Florida went with their, with their uh, empty net and they were all just attacking, 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 I kept thinking – Get that damn thing out of there. Hit that. Just go hit it the other way. Just hit it the other way. It might go in the net, right? I mean, you just you have that opportunity, but they couldn't get it out of there. And you would you would always th- you would always think it would be that simple, just to hit it towards the other net. But right. it never seems to happen. That it way. never seems to happen. It's just, I mean, there's just so many. It's so wide many open. It's that right are, there. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. You know. Nothing. Yeah. So it came up short. So they still lead the series, though. No, we no reason to get uh, worried. Uh, you know, they still lead the series two one, but uh, got to get back on the right side of things and, and get a dub in Florida come Saturday. So, of course, that'll be something that we talk about next week. But right now, we're talking about the silver and black. And, of course, coming up in the next hour as we talk to multiple people about the NBA Finals, Danny Green will lead us off, the Cleveland Cavalier guard, been in the league for a very long time, won multiple championships. Uh, He'll join us just to talk about the NBA Finals in general and 
what it's like to be in the NBA Finals, what it's like to have a seven-game series, play a couple at home, get on the road, play a couple, what changes for role players, what changes for the stars, all that good stuff. We'll do that at the top of the hour. And then Amber Wilson from ESPN's Joe and Amber. She'll join us at 4.30. She's a big-time Miami Heat fan, so we'll talk about the Miami Heat and see if they can find a way to get a victory in Game 4. They need this victory in Game 4. If they don't get this victory in Game 4, Bobby, it's lights out. Similar to what the Golden Knights would have been if they had won last night and it would have been lights out on Florida. If Miami loses tonight to Denver, and Denver's clearly the better team, but if they lose tonight to Denver, as far as I'm concerned, it's lights out as well. No, I don't. I think actually Miami's going to win tonight. They're at home. This I is think their potential. Yeah, yeah. The potential for a last home game, they're, they're going to go out. Completely. No, I think, I think Miami's going to win too, but... I think that that Denver is the better team. Oh yeah, you no know qu- what I mean. No so, question. Yeah. And if Miami just plays with their food and loses this one, they can't. They cannot lose both games in Miami. If they lose both in Miami, they might as well not even get on that plane to go to Denver because Denver's gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna put them away. Oh yeah, no it's question. Be that that, that's, that's why tonight's a do or die. So we'll see what happens. Right. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm actually uh, excited because we'll be watching the game and then. Uh, I'm going to jump on ESPN Radio afterwards. I'm going to be doing Freddie and Fitzsimmons, but we're not going to pop on until the game is over, so we'll get to do that instant reaction to the game. So I'm looking forward to that. That's always a lot of fun, being able to uh, you know, go live to the podium, go live to Miami and all that good stuff. There's certain times where you really enjoy being on the radio more than others, and anytime there's live action on or just wrapping up to be able to be part of that kind of after-game after broadcast is, is, is always a lot of fun, so I'll do that. And you can hear that later on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. So uh, there's there's a little programming note there for you. But again, uh, any any text or, uh, or or call you want to give us 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187 keyword R&R. Uh, of course, we'll take your text. Even when we have a guest, we'll take those texts as well if you have a question that you'd like us to pass along. Or in the last hour of the show, if you want to try to get your last second request in, as I'm seeing everyone in the hallways, Bobby, starting to roll out. Remember you said we'll be the last ones here? <laughs> you I ain't lying. <laughs> baby, dude, I have been here a long, long, long time. Believe me, I know how this song goes. All right? Man, I went down the hallway earlier during the break, and I said, okay, there's still some people here. And now, right now, I'm starting to see people walk by the, the studio here, and everyone's like, peace. And waving yeah. and stuff. Thanks. <laughs> waving. Yeah, like, hey, uh, hey, Q, see you later, sucker. <laughs> Y'all be good, man. Take care. See you next weekend. Right, exactly. That's what we're getting right now. We're getting the waves, but that's okay. We're not mad at that at all. We're having a lot of fun, and we'll be having a lot of fun throughout the course of, well, the next hour here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So uh, Danny Green, Cleveland Cavalier guard, joins us next. Amber Wilson from ESPN at 430, and we'll take your calls and texts in between that as well, 702-365-9200, and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r This is Radio Nation Radio 920.